The time has come where two business besties, that's us, come together to share all of the behind the scenes, laughter, tears, trial and tribulations of exiting our nine to fives and building out a multi six figure coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Imagine this, you're sitting around a cozy living room, the hot beverages are poured and you and your besties are talking about the real honest moves you're making to grow a sustainable business and how you're doing whatever it is that you love all day. That is this podcast episode. Hi everyone, Kayla here, your Virgo systems queen and manifesting generator to the core. I love creating effective, profit-driven business systems that take the guesswork out of growth and scaling. My mission is to support women in building your wealth. And I'm Nicole. If you've been around for a minute, you probably know that I'm the host of our TGIM segment on the podcast, which is your weekly dose of mindset and manifesting inspo. I'm a human design generator and Aries sun and the woman with about a thousand ideas in my head a day. I used to be a high school teacher and yoga instructor, but back in 2016, when I first heard about the world of professional coaching, I knew I had found my calling. Exiting my teaching job was both terrifying and thrilling, and it wasn't until I met Kayla and we built this company did I truly feel like my ideas could be brought to life in a successful, profitable business. Our intention on this podcast is to take you backstage of what it's been like building this company. From hiring and firing, the systems and processes that are required, the deep mindset work that we're committed to, and to show you how it can all be done. Because we don't believe in gatekeeping around here. And of course, we want to bring all of our humanness to the show to let you know that we're not any different than you. So sticking true to our motto, we want to show you how you can all make a lot of money, have a lot of fun, and do a lot of good in this world. Come hang out with your business besties every Thursday. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Biz Besties. And we're doing something a little bit different this time because Jen, who is here with us, is a master manifester, and you're going to hear all about that. And we said a little while back, we were doing a draw giveaway, and we said whoever won, we want to bring them into the Biz Besties conversation because they're also a part of that. You're a Biz Bestie. You're here, you're Bestie, you've got a business. And so your conversation is going to fit in just really nice and smoothly for everybody to hear. And we're streaming into our Facebook group so that if you're here and you're watching and you have questions for Jen, feel free to drop them. If we can fit them into the conversation, we absolutely will. And for everybody who's listening on the podcast, on the podcast streaming platforms, Thank you uh, for always being here, for subscribing, for listening. So this is a combination of a guest podcast and a Biz Besties podcast. And we're going to kick it off the same way we always do. I want to hear um, from both Kayla and Jen what you're grateful for. Maybe we'll go to Kayla first, what you're grateful for today about why you have a business. And then we'll go to Jen. And Jen, can you tell everybody where you're calling in from and what you're grateful for today? And then we'll get into the combo. Okay. I am grateful for women who are out there doing business, who are open to collaboration. We just had a really fun call in the Platinum Experience with someone who came in to teach us all how to do video and build our YouTube channels. And now we have Jen on here, who's going to share all about what she's up to. And we get to experience what it's like to be in your energy and share you with our audience. And then you're sharing it. And I'm I'm so grateful for collaboration. Mm, So good. Okay, Jen, and where are you calling in from and what are you grateful for today? And welcome. Thank you. First of all, thank you. Absolutely. I am calling in from Victoria, BC. And it's so in terms of business, what I'm grateful for. Yeah. What in terms of like having your own business, what are you grateful for? 
I think just having the opportunity to really set my own schedule, both my husband and I get to do pickup, do drop off, be very involved in our young kids' lives. And I was just fortunate enough to actually go with Julia and go to a new fitness class that I half died at. So really grateful. <laughs> like Julia Lolisi, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Did you go to P-Volve? No, the fitness academy. Oh, okay. Yeah. The boot camp, which is 100% my jam, but the class was at nine. And if I was still in my government job, I would not have been able to do that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Love this. That leads into my gratitude of what I'm grateful for today is also being able to set our own schedules to be able to be the women that we want to be first. So then mm-hmm. we can show up in our business with intention and gratitude and inspiration. And, you know, I saw on Kayla's calendar, she's heading to a spin class today. And then I've scheduled in my own workouts. And it's like, I can just think back to when I was a teacher and I did not have the energy reserves or capacity to be like, I think I'll go for a spin midday, or I think I'll go meet up with a friend and go to this boot camp. It was like not happening a, cause it wouldn't have fit in the time frame. And I didn't have the energy before and after my nine to five to, to do these things for myself. And so I think for all of the women listening, we were just chatting to somebody the other day and she was saying like, I just really need to take care of myself right now. And we were like, yeah, that's what we preach here all day, every day. Like there's no point in showing up to your business, half-assed, tired, depleted, ungrateful. So yeah, I think we're doing it right. Cheers to us. (laughs) Okay. So Jim, I think a great way to kind of hear somebody's story is to backtrack a little bit, like maybe say to high school, because I think in high school, especially grade 12, we have ideas about what we want to do in our lives and where we want to go. And I think there's a lot of pressure to say, make this decision now and choose like a path beyond high school, whether it's post-secondary or, or right into the workforce or whatever it might be. And, and sort of the societal expectation is you, you make that decision at 18 and that's what you're going to do forever. And so if we backtrack to say, Jen, who's 18, could you have predicted that you'd be where you are now? Yes or no. And can you paint us a little bit of the journey of where you've been from say, where, where you thought you were going to go beyond high school to where you are now? I would absolutely not have imagined that I would be doing anything that I'm doing now, especially at the like magnitude that we're running our business at right now. In high school, I went against the grain. I was going to go to college and then I really stood up for myself. Both my parents were government workers and that was sort of like the path and I wanted to travel and I was like, no, I'm not going to university right now. I'm going to go travel Europe for six months. And I was astonished that my mom and my dad were actually both on board with that. And then that got derailed because I got a lacrosse scholarship and I was playing very highly competitive lacrosse and they weren't willing to wait until January. So I still have yet to go to Europe. (laughs) Really? Oh, that's happening. It's happening. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. So you got this lacrosse scholarship. So what I'm hearing is you ended up in a post-secondary situation what did you end up studying? Was it fulfilling? And and where you're at now, like, can you connect the dots for us? 
Yeah. So in high school, all I wanted to do was get out of Victoria. That was essentially like the number one goal. I we didn't travel a lot as a family. It was very like resort style vacation. So, you know, you go to a resort in Mexico, but we didn't go to Europe. We didn't explore the world as a family. So yeah, I, I don't know. I just had this like burning desire to get out. And so my lacrosse scholarship was to Niagara Falls, Buffalo in New York. So very different than Niagara Falls, Canada, which is very commercialized. Mm-hmm. I was a minority at my school. It was, it was slightly religious. So there were some religious expectations that you had to do classes in. I decided to do business because I felt like even though I didn't really know like what I wanted to do, that that was sort of, you know, okay, I'll take like intro to accounting and that can kind of go over to the next thing. And yeah, it was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I showed up, I was ready to like, it was a division one lacrosse school. I was ready to eat, sleep and breathe lacrosse and study. And that was it. And that was not the case. I showed up, two girls were off on DUIs. It was basically how hard could you party and then still show up the next day and play lacrosse, which was very Mm -hmm. unfortunate. I was doing community service on my 19th birthday because of a hazing practice that happened the year before I was even participating at the college. And yeah, so I tapped out Mm -hmm. after my freshman year and came home. And I don't even know, I was trying to think about this the other day. I I started getting my nails done when I was away at college. My mom had never been into that sort of stuff, right? And then I came home and she was wearing nails now. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And for some reason I went to nail school and then I worked at a salon for a little while and I'm like, man, like these people just aren't doing it right. So at 21, I actually opened my own salon. I, yeah, I was like, thank God you believed in me, mom, because if you hadn't, I don't know if I would have done it, but yeah, really supportive mom for sure. And then that just naturally evolved. So I got an opportunity to buy a distribution company. And then that distribution company was just working out of her house. It wasn't online by any means. So I took it over, put it online. We were then shipping worldwide. That turned into lashes, more nail techs, all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I, I guess at that point I was, we were looking at having kids and all of this stuff. And I, I don't know, there was something about it that wasn't It wasn't what I thought it was going to feel like, I guess. Mm. So then I took an opportunity. I went to work for the BC provincial government, thinking that maybe like a career in communications was going to be more challenging and fulfilling. And so I spent five years working for the government while also running the nail salon. And then during COVID, I made the decision to close the nail salon. It was, I don't know, maybe like how long into it? It was, it was only a few months, but you know, my mom and I, we kept having these conversations and she's like, you're really going to close it. And I'm like, mom, like what we're seeing in the government, they have no idea what's going on. So how am I supposed to, as a business owner, just sit here and keep paying rent when we're not allowed to operate and who's going to dictate when we're allowed to operate. Right. So I closed down the salon. I kept the online sales for a little while. Cause of course we shipped to the U S they had different regulations going on down there. And then um, off the side of my desk, when all of this was happening, we had just finished our renovation on our house and 
we made more money in that refinance than Seth and I would have made an entire year of working. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. I was like, there's this is, there's something here, right? We didn't kill each other while we were doing all the work ourselves. My mom and my dad built when I was younger. So there was that always in the back of my head. And then, yeah, I was introduced to the New Brunswick real estate market and the price that you could buy compared to what you could rent for was just like astronomically different than Victoria. I honestly thought it was a scam. (laughs) Like I did a lot of due diligence before I bought my first place out there, but yeah, I started buying units out of there and my mom was living at, with us during COVID. And I was so, I don't know why I, I just, she's very risk adverse and I just couldn't like have that. I was like, I know what I'm doing is right. Like it's calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Like I was taking phone calls in the bathroom so that there was like no outside influence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, it just skyrocketed. And I mean, now we're building over like a hundred units over the next couple of years. We're moving down into the States, mm. started a podcast, met you two, drank the Kool-Aid. It's, <laughs> it's very crazy how much my life's changed. Even I would say even just in 2023, to be honest. Yeah. yeah in the last but I hear the thread, Jen, the thread is like, you've always known that the conventional way is not for you. Your intuition sure. is saying like, mm, I think I want to do something else. Mm, I think I want to take this chance. I'm interested in this. I want to go deep into it. Uh, oh, there's this opportunity. I'm going to calculate out how that could work for me. And if it works, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. It, it was interesting to see the disconnect between small businesses and people making decisions around how the small businesses were operating during the pandemic. And then so interesting to hear, like, thank goodness that happened. Yeah. Because here you are, you never know. Hindsight is so, you know, everything is traceable in hindsight, but in the moment, you never know what's about to unfold. Mm. So I had that conversation and like, I can say without a doubt, if 2020 hadn't happened, we would not be in the position we are now because we were so social, right? We had an 18 month old at the time as well. Mm. So it I wasn't forced to not socialize and have all that extra time. I don't, I don't think it would have happened at at least at the speed that it's happened. Right. Yeah. Mm. Funny really accelerated our growth for sure. Yeah. I, same for us. I think like, you know, we saw an opportunity of people are going online and people are about to make a lot of courses and memberships and do things online. Let's do, let's go first. Let's take the risk and go first and put out some courses. And I, yeah, even though the, you know, quote unquote pandemic, if that's, you know, we want to call it is over the world has seen the benefits of like, oh, I can learn this online. I can do this online. I can do this from home. I can do whatever the hell I want and put it online and make it a business. And so I think that's been really incredible. You know, as, as you know, on biz besties, Kayla and I like to the theme of biz besties is like the conversations that we would have on our own behind the scenes is what we want to bring to light for other people to hear. And the intention is that those who are listening to this podcast, whether they're here with us on the live recording, I'm seeing lots of people are, and hello, thank you for being here. Or somebody comes across the podcast on the, on a streaming platform later and listens to it. What I gather from a lot of our listeners is that they want to hear that 
we can relate to them. They want to hear like, okay, so we're, we're all sharing like, yes, 2020 was impactful for us and it was beneficial. And we have these thriving, growing businesses. And what about the people who are just getting started? And they're like, this is hard. This is challenging. I want to give up. How do I stay consistent? And I know that listeners love hearing from us, like the real conversations, the real truth. So Jen, I'm so curious to know when you have moments where this is feeling, and when I say this, I mean, owning your own business and full-time owning your own business. When you have moments of like, this feels too hard, like it feels too hard. What do you do to pull yourself back to like, oh yeah, but I'm doing this because, and then you keep going. How do you navigate those hard moments so that the people are listening are like, oh, okay, right. I can do that too. Or I could try that. I think there's two things for myself. Definitely. I can't imagine ever going back to having water cooler conversations. So I would (laughs) consciously choose this hard every single day. I have grown into, especially like, you know, being around the two of you and everything, being grateful for the challenges that are presented and just like taking that like moment and breath to be like, okay, I I always say to myself, I was like, no, one's going to die. Mm. This is a challenge. We have resources. I have a community of people that have, you know, most likely been through something similar, like reach out, talk about it. It's okay. You're not the first one going through it. And then for Seth and I, as a couple, it's, you know, our kids will be five and two in August. And like, we are working our tails off right now to build that empire that, you know, when our kids are, you know, still young, we will have ample time as well as resources to live a great life and show them the world that, you know, him and I still haven't seen. Oh, I love that so much. It's happening, Jen. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's happening. Like, it's amazing. It's all in motion. I love that anchoring on you know, connecting to your community and also (laughs) the reminder, you're not the first person and the only person who's ever been through this. Mm. (laughs) So, okay. Hang on a second. And then, yeah, getting, having those, those, making those family memories with your kids is going to be so much sweeter because you created it. Mm. Yeah. And just not, you know, when it's over, it's not like, Oh, I have to go back to a work or something like that. I, I heard actually, I, I don't know if you guys know football, but Deion Sanders one time spoke at an event I was at and he's like, you should want to create a life that you don't need a vacation for. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Like Seth, the homebody, but like, we don't any longer feel like we need to like go and escape reality. Right. You no, know, that was kind of like what we were always working towards was that like countdown to the next vacation, right? Like go show up for work. Okay. I have three weeks. I have three weeks. And now it's just like, we go to Parksville, we go up to the lake. We do, we're doing all the things we want to do. You know, he's going to a music festival on Wednesday. Right. And it's living. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. And it's nice that, you know, he's definitely not as far along in the like gratitude and all of these things that he's seen me doing lately, but it's definitely coming. And I really just have to throw him a lot of respect for even just like entertaining and being supportive of it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being open to it. And, and like, 
Yeah. Cause it will pro- provide you the like comfort to continue to be yourself and be like, well, this yeah. is what I need for me. Speaking of that, the personal growth, the development, I see you've got, you know, a stack of books in the background. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't tell what any of them are, but, and I know that, you know, a lot of our listeners are also into personal development. What book do you feel like you've read recently that has been a game changer for you and why, what did you read? What did you pick up on that? That you're like the way it was said this. Yeah. So for me, it would actually have to do more with like talking to your subconscious and all that stuff that I've just recently been introduced to. So you referred a book that was, oh my gosh, now I'm losing it. I had it becoming supernatural by Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. So I think the reason that like I gravitated towards the two of you, because I have heard about people, you know, meditating and all this stuff before. And I just wasn't like, sold on the think happy thoughts and good stuff's going to happen to us. I was like, no, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's just not. Yeah. I just can't get behind that. Right. And then when I met you, you really spoke to like the science and what is actually happening. And the big part was that your subconscious has no like idea what, what about time, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no concept of time. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is so interesting. So then I've been listening to, yes, yes. And then I've been listening to the book, you know, just driving whatever. Right. And so just like all of those things on top of that, I was like, wow, this, I'm like, how do people not know this? Like, what? Like, was I living under a rock? I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it comes to the subconscious stuff, I mean, and, and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, it really is for the people who are like, I've never checked them out. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not into that either. Or maybe they feel like it is too sciencey and too much, there's too much graphs and data and that sort of thing. Cause his book is filled with that information. Uh, You know, I believe that all the information is available And what we ask ourselves to look for, we will find. And I think like, you know, for you, it sounds like you were looking for science to back the proof of the manifestation and you found it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Kayla, what are you wondering over there? I also love how your subconscious doesn't know about time, but it doesn't know about what's, what's truth or not either or what's, what's real. There's no filter. It's like everything coming in becomes the message. And so what I've learned from Dr. Joe is to control what's coming in so that you're not allowing your subconscious to absorb things that you don't want it to absorb. So stop listening to the news and hearing all the bad news. And then you won't feel sad about the bad news your life will continue to roll and the news can continue to roll over there. It's like, you know, it's all tuning into whatever frequency, whatever vibration you want to tune into it's available. You get to choose. I love that from Dr. Joe too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us when people see what you're doing in real estate, for example, and they say, okay, Jen, you've been an entrepreneur for your whole adult life. And now you're in real estate and now you're building big multifamily buildings. And we hear a little bit, like you started in New Brunswick and now you're, you're developing. Okay. Tell us, how do you recommend people start learning about this? Do you have opportunities for people to like connect with you and learn from you? What does that 
process look like? Because I think people listening are going to say, I've heard about real estate investing and I want to be a real estate investor, but I don't really know where to start with this. So I would say with all the resources that are out there, podcasts are really good mm -hmm. or even YouTube channels. People give away a lot of free content. I'm trying to think, like, I know I gave you Can I ask a, a question about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So say somebody's going to a podcast or YouTube, but they're so new, like they see what you have, but it feels so far away or they see what you're doing and it feels so far away. What do you recommend they even put into the search bar? Like how to what to get the right information from your podcast, other podcasts, YouTube channels, what, what, should, where could people be starting? Like how to what? Like. I would almost just put like real estate 101. So mm -hmm. right right now, so Carly, who runs the podcast and we're business partners in the US, we do something that's called the Elephant Challenge. So this is for brand new people. And we hold Zooms Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we go over the basics. So we are teaching people how to find a market, how to call real estate agents, you know, the property has been like long days on market. Yeah, we go over all of that in those zooms. So that's a good way. Like if you have the time, there's also recordings for it that you can watch and learn about. And then yeah, in terms of podcasts, like real estate 101, I would say because there, there's, there's like a whole other language that people have to learn it. So it's so intimidating in all honesty. I'm, I'm sure that's why a lot of people don't do it right. Or try to start and then don't. And then it's interesting too. Like we've really taken the approach of like the mindset behind real mm -hmm. estate and moving forward, because there's so much talk about like analysis paralysis and how mm -hmm. people are underwriting deals all the time, but never move forward with it. And I'm like, well, if the numbers work, like what's holding you back. Right. So we have lots of conversations too, about, do you see yourself owning real estate. Like this is available to everyone. Like you can, and you can buy buildings and single family homes with no money. Like there's so many different strategies out there, but yeah, I mean, some people just come from backgrounds that I think they just have so much resistance to it as well, because they just don't think it's for them. Right. Mm. Whereas, I mean, I, I worked in the government. I didn't, you know, my parents had built. And so I think people think that I had like a leg up. I was 12 when they built their last home. And I can tell you, my parents were not doing the things that I was doing. And I just immersed myself in anything I could get my hands on to try and learn. <laughs> and then go for it. Like learn, take action, learn, take action. Yeah. yeah. You told me, I was asking Jen when we were having a conversation about real estate investing, how do I move forward? I mean, I don't want to buy and it's kind of a lazy way of thinking. I'll have to admit, but I feel like I'm really focused on growing my online business right now. And so how do I move forward when I don't want to buy a $600,000 one bedroom condo that's going to rent out for less than the mortgage? Like I want to make money. That's not the point of buying extra real estate. So Jen said to start with Brandon Turner. And I got this real estate property investing book and I have it on my list of books I'm reading this summer and then start working on the multifamily millionaire series that has information 
And I'm always intrigued about how do you buy, like what are the different strategies to buy real estate without your own cash? Because I've been in positions where I've had cash before and been too chicken or didn't have the guidance or the information or know where to start or whatever. But then there's also lots of times where I haven't had any cash, where, but I've had enough like enough motivation and gusto, but I don't really know who to talk to. So how can, can people get in touch with you about this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best way is on Instagram for sure. That's kind of where I am most of the time. Um, Yeah. And ask questions. I can give you links to come to our Zooms. For the people that are listening here right now and say they're like, it's so funny because you're the second person today that we've heard say, you can buy real estate property without any, you can buy real estate without any money, right? And so, and like you said earlier, the New Brunswick deals felt like a scam, right? It was, it almost felt like too good to be true. And for the skeptics in the house that are like, what the fuck, how do you buy property without money? What would be like your first response to that? I think that you just have to keep learning and that you don't know all of the strategies if you think that you can't do it without money. Well, you might need money, but it doesn't have to be your own. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. So capital raising money. Absolutely. There's, and there's lots of people. So like take yourself for instance, right? You want to buy real estate, but you're focused on your business. That's great. So if you have money, you could be the money partner, right? Mm. You're not boots on the ground, facilitating property managers and all of that stuff. Right. But that is still a form of investing in real estate. And Mm. I mean, we have lots of those. So like for our large development projects too, you know, we launched a mutual fund trust so that people can take cash and registered funds and get that mailbox money, right? They don't lift a finger. They put their money in there. This is going to be your return. That's great, right? So then you're, it's a win-win situation, right? We get to do what we love, complete the projects, bring them to life. And then all of the investors get to watch it, be a part of it and grow their wealth for their families too. Mm. Oh, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, you know, Jen, we gifted Jen, Amanda Francis's book, Rich as Fuck it's a game changer. If you're listening, I feel like every podcast we're recommending 1 billion books, but that's just how it goes over here. We're like, you can go learn from a book. So Amanda Francis <laughs> talks a lot about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Amanda Francis talks a lot about her prayer that she asked for before she started AFE, Amanda Francis or AFI, Amanda Francis Incorporated. And she says that her prayer was, and you know, and she speaks to God. So whether it's God, universe, creator, source, mother nature, whatever, anybody can put their label on it. But her prayer was God, teach me how to make a lot of money and then show me how I can teach other women to do the same. And so then I've created my prayer that is universe teach me how to be the most successful aligned businesswoman that there is so that I can show other women how to do the same. What would be yours? I would definitely say universe, teach me how to be the most successful investor so that I can support other women in changing their money. Yes. You heard it here first folks. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's me. Are you listening? We've got Jen on the line. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. So good. Okay. So Jen, why don't you tell us what are the ways that people can currently work with you? I know you just mentioned the zoom room and that you have a podcast and that sort of thing, but so that we can have it all linked into the show notes. And also people who are live with us here right now can start to pull up different browsers on their computer. What do you currently have going on? How do people work with you? How can people find you? Yeah. Finding me definitely on Instagram, what we have going on, we have a multitude of things I would say. So yeah, the MFT, if you're looking to be a passive investor, absolutely. We are doing a fund trust. So that's where you can either invest cash or you can do any sort of like registered fund, right? So if you are contributing to a tax-free savings account, you self-direct that into our fund and then you get to see not your typical returns, like with mutual funds and that sort of stuff. And then the other way too is, so if people are out there listening and you know, you have deals, you can bring us deals. We buy deals. We, uh, we pretty much do like everything. I think that just being so well connected in like the Canadian and U S communities, if people bring us opportunities and it's not for us, like we have large buyer pools. And so we'll just wholesale opportunity, which means to sell it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And can you tell us your Instagram, your podcast, and how do people get onto these zoom calls? Is there a, a website, a landing page somewhere where they can get signed up? I will put that in my Instagram actually. So if you head to Instagram, it's Jennifer underscore champion underscore. And then the podcast is building an empire state of mind. So it's live on Fridays on YouTube at one o'clock and then on all of your podcast platforms after that. Okay. Awesome. And okay. And so the, to do the, like get into the live calls and stuff with you, you'll link that into your Instagram. I'll I'll put that in my Instagram. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And then, so moving forward, as we start to, um, bring this biz besties conversation to light, uh, or, or start to wrap it up, but something I want to bring to light before we wrap it up is, You know, Kayla and I talk so much together and with women that we work with about when we're stepping always into that next version of ourselves, when we're growing, when we're expanding, how it is inevitable that people, places, experiences, and things will fall away from your life. And it can be really challenging. Uh, That's my experience. That's challenging. And I know everybody is experiencing this and I'm sure you have too. How do you deal with the challenge and what do you recommend um, people do with that challenge of, I want to grow and people are falling away and that's hard and uncomfortable, but how do you, how do you persevere and move forward? In all honesty, I'm, I'm pretty ruthless. I dedicate a lot of my time to Seth and our kids, and I'm very protective of that time. And so, especially, you know, just like putting myself out there more and more in terms of, you know, manifesting energy, all that sort of stuff when, you know, people aren't aligned and just like really resistant to that, or, you know, come from a sense of like complaining and not doing anything about it. I just drift away. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I just don't have time. I mean, you know, so many people talk about you know, this isn't your practice life, right? I don't, I don't want to show up to something and have these, like, I don't like, what's, I don't want to say polite, but, or like the right way to describe them, but I don't, I don't want to talk about the weather. 
I the don't surface level stuff. Yeah. Surface level. Thank you. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. And so I'm really fortunate that two of my girlfriends were actually, you know, like very into, you know, manifesting the alternative universe already. Right. Whereas I was not. So even though they're not in real estate, we get to have those conversations and we talk about what we want to do in the future and how we can support each other to get there, right? Like I want to have those conversations all day. I want to talk to Seth about what we're building in the future. I want to go to a party and ask mm. how your life's been because I haven't seen you in three months because I don't care to. <laughs> <laughs> the most like polite, politest way possible. but. Yeah, it just it just changes. And when you start surrounding yourself with more of that like positive energy and energy that's like aligned with you, that's all you want. Like I feed off of it now, right? Like when something goes wrong, like there's those people that I'm calling and talking to because I don't want to stay in that negative space for long. I want to jump right back, figure out what I have to do and move on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like our circle of influence is so that it's influential, it's important. And it's like knowing that the like power that another person or like small knit group of people can have on our decisions of like, yeah, okay, this is a hard day, a hard moment and sure feel it but we don't need to wallow in wallow in it. And we don't need other people to like support our victimization mode. It's like, okay, like, but remember, this is what you're here for. This is what you want. This is how you want to feel, right? It actually comes down to the feeling like, yeah, we don't want to have surface level conversations and yeah, we don't want to have these things. And we can say like, we don't want to bypass a hard day and a hard feeling. But ultimately I could say to Jen, like, I could say to you, what's the thing that you like, what's your driver state to feeling like, is it joy? Is it abundance? Is it fun? Is it love? Like, and if you're not feeling that way, a lot of people will say like, oh, it's spiritual bypassing. If you're like, you know, don't feel bad and only think happy thoughts. It's like, okay, maybe that could be spiritual bypassing, but it's also like, remember who the F you are and why you want to be here. And what is your drive? It's a feeling state. You want to, you want to feel present with your kids and with your husband is what I'm hearing. And you want to feel joy and excitement and adventure. So when you're not feeling those things, it's okay to say, I don't want to stay here. I want to go back to joy. A much better way of describing it. Absolutely. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't even think it's about better, but it's, I think it's about reminding people that like, we we're, we all want a feeling. That's why we're all doing everything, right? Like, why are you in real estate vesting? Cause you want the feeling of freedom most likely. Right. So yeah, I think that for everybody listening, like, just remember what is your driving feeling force? What are you aiming to feel? Because it doesn't matter if it's the house or the man or the boat or the trip. It's because that will make you feel a certain way. And then we have to tap into that feeling as often as we can without the external circumstance, without the boat, the man, the vacation, the car, all of that. Yeah. And I do have to say, I don't like, you know, when obviously people come with, you know, problems and they need to vent and that that's a totally different, like I'm here for those. And then, okay, what are we going to do about it? It's, I would say it's people that were in my life that it's the constant, like you're constantly complaining about the same thing with no sort of plan. And then also not looking at the flip side of like what you should be grateful for because of everything you still have or have. Right. So yeah, I don't just like hear someone complain and run. (laughs) Yeah. just want to be clear. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's important too. Like 
you know, surface level conversation, I think has a time and place, like maybe more like when we're teenagers and it's up to us as women to grow and develop and to say, I want more than that. I want to be around other women who like, I can bring my problems to, and they can remind me like what my passions are and like be there and be supportive. And that, yeah, we don't want to talk about the weather. We, we, we want to talk about like the big goals we're crushing and how it makes us feel. And so speaking of that, I'm so curious to know as somebody that like loves travel and I'm, and I'm hearing that, you know, you're building this life for you and Seth and your kids, where is your most ideal vacation home that you would purchase or that you will purchase? Most ideal. I mean, I want to say Arizona just out of a matter of like convenience because we've gone there for so long and our kids absolutely love it. But I've been looking into Costa Rica a lot lately. Mm. I think that would be amazing and really like, again, just like push outside of our comfort zone. I think with five and two, we travel in very like easy vacations just because the kids are so young. But yeah, I'd say like Arizona, Costa Rica Mm. and definitely Hawaii. Hawaii, like Hawaii. Well, specifically Maui is on my, like in this lifetime, in the next decade, I will own a home in Maui for sure. Maybe it's my summer home. Maybe it's my vacation home. Maybe it's Airbnb when I'm not there, but I love Maui so much that I just need to have a residence there. Yeah. Yeah. I know who to call for help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Steph and I actually met in Hawaii. So yeah. Oh, okay. Fun. I love it. It's so beautiful. Okay. So Jen, I just want to say thank you so much today for your time, for your education, for your knowledge, for your presence, for everything that you brought to this conversation. I think that for people who are listening, it's going to be so important to hear that they can do this too that they can get started, that they can reach out to you for support, what books they can read, how to deal with, you know, hard times, how to move past when it's feeling like we want to give up, but like we don't really want to give up and how to move past that. And I just want to say thank you so much uh, for being here for today and for sharing everything and all the links of how to work with you and get connected with Jen will be in the show notes. And yeah, I'm just very grateful for you um, coming on the show today. Thank you. I am very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Thank you everybody for tuning into this week's Biz Besties. So grateful that you're here and we'll be back next week with a TGIM and with a Biz Besties. And thank you for listening, sharing, subscribing, giving feedback, all of that great stuff.